You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Thanks so much for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For today's episode, we're going to play for you a replay of Michael's appearance on Tracy Eckert's Fearless Podcast. It's a really good episode. They talk about Michael's life growing up as an entrepreneur. They talk about leadership and they talk a lot about next level experience. I think you're going to be blessed by this. So check it out and don't forget to share it with your friends. Go subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast anywhere you're listening to it. Thanks again for joining. Let's get into it. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. So Michael, yeah. Michael McIntyre, I can't believe it. Tell everybody, what is the, what does Michael McIntyre do for a living? Who are you? Why are you such an exceptional leader? Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm a cryptocurrency magnet. No, <laughs> not really. I wasn't until yesterday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, thanks for the question. I, you know, uh, I've got a diverse background, as you know, I, uh, uh, I was in the Air Force. I did four years in Strategic Air Command in uh, Arkansas and uh, went there for college experience to get a college education. And so from there, I moved to Dallas and uh, fell in love with Dallas. Why not? Uh, it's a beautiful city. It's a can-do city. It's an entrepreneurial city, and that's what I really like. And I got into the insurance business, and uh, I did really well. I was just a natural at it by the grace of God. And I didn't. I wasn't following Jesus at the time, but I was following the money. <laughs> this is what I was doing. And I just did really well. Uh, started an agency. I got married uh, to a Texas girl. Mm -hmm. and uh, Smart man. Yes, yes. And uh, Stacy and I have been married 36 years. And uh, uh, have three da beautiful daughters. And so with that, I started an insurance business. And again, I just really was, it, I don't want to say easy, but it just came natural to me. And before I know it, I built 40 in 40 states and had a $3 billion agency in sales. And then I sold. And it. I love how you kind of just skipped right over that. And before I knew it, I had a $3 billion company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, so, I mean. So it was really that you were good in sales. And recruiting. Right. Uh, and uh, putting aces in their places. I had, you know, I was pretty much, at first, I really learned this. At first, uh, I was a real micromanager. And, and I think that was because of my insecurities when I was very young in my early 30s. And then I got to where uh, I learned kind of a laissez-faire management attitude and, and found people, found aces in their places. Because, uh, I mean, I went to college, but I didn't go for a master's degree or a Ph.D. or, you know, a, 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 anything like that. I didn't have an MBA. So I hired people to do those sort of things because I, you know, Look, if they gave me the checkbook, you know, I would mess it up before dark. <laughs> so I knew, I knew my limitations, but I could make it rain. And so if I could make it rain, I just needed people to trough it and then have some experts around me, legal experts, accounting experts, uh, people that know. And so that's one thing that I was gifted at is bringing people in. And I wasn't ever intimidated by them. In fact, I was in awe of them, you know, because they were so educated and smart. And so anyways, that's, that's, you know, the long and short of it, how I built that. And then I sold it in 2007. Uh, and during that period of time, 
I gave my life to Jesus. And, you know, I joke a lot about how I came to Jesus. And I talk about, you know, on the road to Damascus, I was knocked off my Bentley, <laughs> which is almost literally true. Uh, and it was a big, it was a, it was a 90 degree shift for me. It was a 90 degree corner and then another 90. So really 180. And it was, it was really good. And, um, I learned so much and it was just in the first 90 days of giving my life to Jesus was like Disney on ice. It was, it was beautiful. Right, right. It was awesome. The dating. And, yes. It was yeah. just like, oh man, I felt limitless like that movie, you know, I could see around corners and, yeah. and then all of a sudden, uh, somebody knocked on my door and opened it up. His name's Beelzebub and said, Hey, yeah, I need <laughs> you back here. Enough of that. Uh, and, uh, so I got attacked for about a year. Yeah. And, so are the seat. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but, you know, by the grace of God, I just kept fighting through it. I had a, uh, my wife, Stacy, was an, always been a believer. And so we just fought through that. And, uh, and in this process. And obviously an intercessor. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. You know. She prayed for me for all these years. And, and uh, in that process, uh, I found uh, an amazing church. Uh, and I, it was a good on-ramping for me, you know, because the, the pastor was kind of like me, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, a little bit about himself, <laughs> and, but an excellent teacher. Right. And I was attracted to that. And uh, so we did six years there. And then Stacy said, you know, I really want more, yeah. you know, and I want more. Uh, she's tired of the milk and wants the meat and potatoes. And so I, I didn't understand that language. Yeah. But uh, so she said, let's go over here to this other church. And we went to a charismatic church. Yeah. And oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. It was a big shift. It, yeah. It's a big shift and yeah. it's a big shock. Yeah, it is. To go from yeah. something that's very controlled, an environment, yeah. right. to something that's very uh, free. Yes. Yeah, and, and it was, uh, I mean, I've been through a lot of things in my life, so it wasn't like, oh my gosh, these people are wacko. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. The, the first thing that appealed to me was uh, I learned that Jesus Jesus was all about love. Yeah. And instead of condemnation, which I felt a little bit at the other church, it was a little bit more legalistic at the other church. And here it was all about grace mm-hmm. and Jesus is love. Yeah. And uh, and that was amazing for me. So anyways, that's in there. And so with that, that church was really, really small. At the other church, you know, you get invited to the private stuff and you get, you know, you get box seats. Yeah. You know, you yeah. get special treatment. And yeah. uh, and I didn't want that at this church. I, I told, I remember telling Stacy, I want total anonymity. Right. And yeah, yeah, the back seat, the back seat, just to receive and just observe, which you know. is wonderful. Sometimes yeah. you need to take a break. Absolutely. Well, yeah. that didn't last but about two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're a little hard to miss. So God had a different plan for me. So, uh, but it was really interesting because I got to use my skills that God's blessed me with mm-hmm. in bringing into the charismatic community, and 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 with that, you know, we started doing other things and coaching and retreats, and that's how Next Level Experience came to be. Uh, and it's been that way for the last six, seven years. So one of the, I think one of the things that marks your entire career is that you not only are a good leader, because you started off really in sales. Mm-hmm. So in sales, you're on your own, mm-hmm. you're hustling, you're going around grabbing the fruit off the trees, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're shaking it all out. What do you, what do you call it? The cheese? You're making cheese? <laughs> cheddar. Ch- making cheddar? Making cheddar. Okay. <laughs> Cabbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a particular kind of cheese. Okay. Well, but, but also you're really good at spotting leaders. Like you have a, you have a, an intuition and a discernment about who, who's, a, who's the leader in the room. Mm. And you kind of gravitate towards that. 
So, so in your when you were building your company, what you were saying basically is I I found these leaders and I let them lead, like I gave them what they needed in order to lead. And so, and then you you've done that everywhere. And it's so interesting how that segued into next level experience, which is what you're doing now, which is really you're taking people who are have leadership potential and you're uncapping them. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's a great observation, I think. Uh, and I really didn't know that at first. I really didn't. I just knew that I was a good motivator uh, and I could sell. And, you know, we created a better mousetrap that everybody could belong to, everybody could get into instead of exclusive, we were inclusive. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the key to our success. And with that, uh, Stacy and I really enjoyed watching people get wealthy. You mm-hmm. know, we enjoyed watching, you know, we believe that a rising tide raises all boats. And so right. when, when, when everybody gets raised up and those leaders will always come to the top, they always do. I don't mm-hmm. care, you know, it doesn't matter. They always will sh- shine. You just have to spot them. And you have to have enough confidence in yourself to not be intimidated by them. And right. it's just like with you, you're a natural leader. You've got that natural gift. It's just who you are. It's in your DNA. And so with that, you know, but also with that comes sometimes a control mechanism that we all have to deal with. You know, I know I had to deal with it a long time because we are you know, we do know what we want. We can mm-hmm. visualize what we want. We can see what we want. And we have the, uh, the charisma to, to, to bring that to people, good people. But then sometimes, and I'm speaking for myself, what I did was sometimes try to control that too much. And to where I learned, after I got burned a few times, learned to let it go, mm-hmm. let them be who they are, and mm-hmm. uh, cast a vision, let them be who they are, and step back. And that's a hard thing for some people. So I want to know about the kind of the top five characteristics of a good leader. I mean, you're good at spotting them, but but what would be some of the characteristics that you would say, here's what you need in order to be a successful leader, not just a good leader, but a successful leader that keeps growing because leaders grow too. Amen. And <clears throat> absolutely they do. And, and look, I believe that there's natural born leaders. Okay. And I do believe that you can take some, and, and, and I think we had this convo last week. There's always, there, you know, there's a lot of leaders out there. Some are good leaders, some are bad leaders, but they mm-hmm. have that leader gene, right? Right. Which for whatever reason, people will, will, will magnet to, and, and, and they have that. Uh, you could look in history, you know, Hitler was an amazing leader, horrible man, yeah. but he was an incredible leader. Right? Effective. Right. Winston Churchill, an amazing man and a, an incredible leader. Yeah. You know, thank God he was on our side. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Love that guy. Right. And so with that, you know, so everybody has, if you're a good leader, if you're a leader, you've got that gene. So what the characteristics, it's a great question that, and you know, five characteristics of a great leader. I think the first thing that I look for is humility. That's really good. Yeah, because, you know, what, at, at, at McIntyre NLE, we say, listen, you know, ego is not your amigo. <laughs> <laughs> of course you say that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what clever. We, that's what we do. And so, you know, but it's true. If they can, we always tell people, look, if you can, you know, you know check your ego, you can cash a check. Right. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. And so if you have that humility and if if you are, if you have that, that's the first characteristics of a good leader. Uh, the second one uh, I'd have to say is to be coachable. And that comes kind of pairs along with humility. A lot of people, 
you know, they want to, you know, do as I say, not as I do, right? Mm -hmm. And so they have this arrogance or insecurities and they don't want to hear about their blind spots. They don't want to hear these things. Or they're not aware. Yes, self-awareness. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I, I, I got to a certain point in my leadership where I realized I'm not moving mm. and I'm not growing. Now, unfortunately, it took me some time to realize that because you've got a lot of situations happening as a leader. You yes. have a lot of people, a lot of dynamics, external, internal. Um, and and you kind of hit this wall and it takes something yeah. And for me, it was an event, but it took, it takes something to kind of shake you up and say, you know, I could be the problem. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and some people never get to that place, which is, and, and they wonder why they, they constantly are in the same situation they are. And what you're saying, Tracy, is so important because if, if they don't have a self-awareness, you know, like I had, I had a real good friend, uh, very wealthy. He said, listen, Mac, I want you to coach me. You know, and, and I don't really like coaching friends anyway, but, uh, and I say that because I, you have a, you know, because I own this guy for a long time. But I said, listen, David, I said, you know, I just want to point out a few blind spots to you. And he said, Mac, I already know what my blind spots are. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, there will right, be bro. blind spots yeah. if. Bro's not coachable. So, yeah. you know, and so, yes, you, the self awareness is important. What, you know, you, you've got to be aware of saying, okay, I don't know what I don't know and come right. from that place. And just like when you hit that wall and said, okay, I'm ready. This might be me. Here's the common denominator, me. And that, you know, th- and this is why it's not happening. Right. So in, and it takes, it takes, it really takes a lot of humility to do yeah. that, to die to oneself and to be coachable. But that's one of the main things. If you are a good, if you are coachable and that, it's like, I always tell people, Tom Brady, all-time greatest quarterback in the history of football, right? But after every set of downs, he gets over there, puts on the headset, and he gets coached. Right. Because even though he thinks he knows, he can't see from he every can. angle that they can see. That's right. And the, and the, that's really part of humility yes. is saying, that's right. I, I, I don't know what I don't know, and I'm willing to admit it. Right, and I'm going to die to myself in this process. <clears throat> and I think that's one of the big, like, you know, uh, men are harder to coach than women yeah. because of the pride and the ego situation. I'd say the third thing. And the resume. Yes. You know, it's all about the resume. I know. And and the third thing I think that's a. a Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that, that's a good characteristic is uh, would probably be the integrity. Okay. Yeah. And I think a good leader has got to have good integrity because that's your word. Right. You know, if you're going to do something, you do it right. And, you know, with that, that means sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Okay. I want you to, for the millennials that are watching or anybody that's younger watching this, I want you to define integrity for them. Mm. What does, what is integrity? Yeah. So integrity is doing the things that, that are, that are morally correct uh, and having a bad outcome for you, but doing them anyway. Right. And it's not easy to do that, you know, especially when there's money involved. Right. Okay. Doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Yeah. You know, that's, and always you know, being, you're doing your word. I mean. Yes. Honoring your word. You honoring know, your word. We, when we promise something, when we say something, you know, like God spoke the world into existence, mm-hmm. right? In Genesis, he spoke the world into existence. So, and he made us in his own image. So our voice matters. Right. Right. Because we are like him in that image. And so when we say something, we speak something, it matters. And words have 
have meaning and words matter. And so when we make a promise, it has gravitas to it. In fact, it almost kind of hits the floor and you can hear it. So if you make that promise, then, you know, come heck or high water, you need to honor that promise and have that integrity to come through. And that doesn't mean if you break your promise for a good reason that you're a bad person, but you need to then, you need to step into that place and make it right ultimately and also be transparent on why that promise has to be broken. Right. Uh, instead of making up all this webs that we spin to make it, to make you look good. Right. And along those lines of integrity, I think not only you say it and then you do it, you fulfill that commitment. But when you don't, remembering that your name is really all you have. Amen. And, and, and so really being able to go back and kind of clean up your mess. That's right. One, and one of the things I love about you, Tracy, is that, that you have honored things at, since I've been hanging with you, you've honored things in, in, in when you, when <clears throat> you technically didn't have to, but you did it anyway because of your integrity. Mm -hmm. And there was a loophole, but you didn't take it. And you took the hard road, the road less traveled. Right. And that's what makes that's what makes true leadership famous, like Winston Churchill. He didn't have to stay in the house when the when the uh, Germans were bombing London, but he stayed in that house, you know, right. in there. And and because because he wanted to be. Listen, I, I you know obviously he had 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 the opportunity to be safe, special treatment because he was the prime minister, but he chose not to. He chose to do the hard things, and I think that's where you. That's where the wheat, the, the wheat is separated from the chaff because mm -hmm. that's, that's what makes a true leader. So knowing that, that's integrity, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah. And I think uh, the fourth thing I think would be, uh, would probably be vision. You know, you, you need to be able to cast a vision. You know, we all have visions. We all have goals. But you need to be able to cast that vision. And what does that mean? That means, you know, I just can't say, hey, listen, I want to, you know, I want to make, you know, $100 million next year. Okay. Well, you know who doesn't, but how do you get to that? How do you, how do you, uh, how do you write that story? How do you then bring the characters right. into that story? How do you produce that movie? How do you direct that movie? How do you cast in that movie? So a good leader has the ability to make that vision come to life. That's to really good. And if they don't, if they can't communicate that, because <clears throat> in my younger days, I saw it all. I saw everything. I still do. Uh, in a movie, mm -hmm. I can see the start, the middle, the ending, and the finish of every everything that I want to do in a movie. And I used to get so mad and frustrated when the people around me, can't you guys see this? This is so obvious. And I'm like, Mac, we don't know what you're talking about. So then, right. I, then I have to get out a storyboard, literally, and say, okay, here's how I look at it this way. Here's what happens next. And they're looking at, I'm thinking, man, are these guys, you know, What's the problem? Right, right. <laughs> I because have to, it's so clear. It's so clear to me. So I had to learn that it's not clear to everybody. So I had to cast that vision. I had to meet them where they were at right. so they could follow me along. And once I did that, it was like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm thinking, oy vey. Right. But that's the way, even when I do a message, you know, when I'm preaching yes. and I'm, I'm delivering a message, I'm, I'm not writing a message for what 
I want to say, but what they can hear. Amen. And so really, and it's a way to love other people and to bring them into the fullness of what you're trying to communicate. Exactly. And that's why I love great movies, okay, Mm -hmm. or great books, you know, or a good storyteller, because they can cast that vision of what happened, what's happening or what's going to happen, and it makes it entertaining and it makes it interesting. And you want to be a part of it. Right. Habakkuk 2. Yes. Write the vision, make it plain, so that others, when they see it, hear it, can run with it. Amen. And, and, and that's a sign. Of, the fifth thing, I think, the most important thing, sign of a, of a great leader is perseverance. You know, because there's going to be hard times. There's going to be times right. when you want to quit. Yeah. And yeah. I learned a long time ago, it's okay to quit. I remember coming in out, of, out on sales and I had, you know, a small agency. I had like 20 people working for me and I'd be down in Beaumont working and I had a really bad week. And so it's a five and a half hour drive home. And I would quit, quit, quit. Had thousands of good reasons to quit. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd rehearse my quitting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you plan it out. Oh, yeah. Okay, what yeah. else can I do? And by the time I got home, okay, I would say, okay. I'm not going to quit. And my boss told me, it was really funny because my manager, he said, listen, McIntyre, you can quit all you want. Just don't tell anybody. And, right. and it's all about perseverance. It really is. Because there's going to be, all of a sudden, sometimes you're going to wake up and it's like, man, this is all clicking. You're hitting on all 12 cylinders. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, even my crypto's up today. I can't believe it. <laughs> What's going on? I'm a genius. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Crypto. <laughs> yeah. Or roller coaster. Yeah. But uh-huh. you're just persevering mm-hmm. because everything that you do today is not even going to show up, not even going to move the needle for 90 days. Okay. Right. And then what's, what's going to happen is then in, in that 90 day period, you're going to have some hard times and you're going to start doubting yourself. And that's when Satan comes in and says, Hey, Shouldn't have done that, bro. Yeah. Okay. And you've got, that's why you need a mastermind group or community around you that says, hey, look, because before you get into something, before you do something, you should always bring it to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody you trust, a confidant, somebody you love, somebody that's, 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 doesn't have a agenda with you. Right. In other words, they're not going to make money from no you interest. or they have no interest. They don't have a position because I'd rather have somebody blow holes in my plan now rather than that plan blow holes in my checking account. Right. Right. So when you get into those tough times, it's perseverance that counts. And, and, you know, they always say it's darkest before the dawn, right? It's really true. I mean, sometimes right when you're, you're going to hit that big breakthrough, man, Satan puts up that faux wall and just, you know, and like you said and on Sunday, you know, Satan's got a big voice, but he's just a little, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's a, he's a created being. Yes. And, and so, we serve the uncreated God. That's right. He lives on the inside of us. Yes. Oh, hey. It's kind of unfair. Right. And I, and I think he gets way too much recognition anyway. Oh, sure. Yeah. And he's only got one third of the angels. That's we right. have two thirds. Come on, sister. More are with us than are with Amen. him. So, yeah. So I think perseverance is probably the final thing. Probably, in you know, that could, in each one of these characteristics, characteristics you could put in any given day needs to be your top priority for that day you right know, or that season uh, but that's what I always look for in good leaders you know the humility you know cast a vision integrity uh, you know being able to you know be flexible in any situation flexibility is another one you know because you can draw out you know the whiteboards awesome. You know, mm-hmm. things look so great on the whiteboard. There's always money in the whiteboard, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that old commercial with the monkeys in the room, you know, that, you know, profits are going up, you know, they're partying, you know, the guy comes in there and you got the sign yeah. upside down and everything's yeah. going down. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the whiteboard's always magical, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you, you, you know, you've got, you can't, you cannot run your business on a whiteboard. So it's, it's real 
time. You're, it, it's, you know, it's in real life, you know. And so with, when you do that, it, you've, you've got to make sure that you, you can pivot. You can be flexible. Don't be married to your idea. Don't be married to your business card. So many people I've seen out there, they, oh, man, this is my business plan, and, you know, I'm going to die on this hill. Well, you're going to be broke and dead on that hill, okay? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't change and don't modify, adapt, you know, and sometimes you got to, you, sometimes you've got to cut bait because you've been fishing in that pond for six weeks and all of a sudden there's nothing hitting on that, that hook. So it's time to cut bait. Or all of a sudden, finally you get a hit. Now it's time to double down and pour coals to that. So I think you've got to be, have that flexibility, Gene, to be able to, and again, that reads back to the ego, okay? Because if your ego is attached to that idea, right? You know, you could die on that idea. Yeah, when it maybe it needs to be modified, yes, or it needs to be thrown in the trash. Yes. Yeah, that's hard. I've had to do that a couple Amen. of times. Well, okay. So those five characteristics really encompass and define an influential person. Yes. So that's where the influence comes from. It comes from really the heart behind it are those five characteristics That's right. and that creates influence. Now <clears throat> you've got a couple of different types of leaders that I've seen over the years. You've got the leaders with the title mm-hmm. and then you have the leaders with the influence. Can you talk to that? Because you know how you kind of walk in the room and you see the person with the title, but then you kind of look around and you're like, um, they're not actually the leader because everybody may be looking to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, so what happens with management or sometimes just because they have the education right. okay, or a uh, pedigree, maybe mm-hmm. they went to SMU or Yale or Princeton or Brown or wherever, you know, they feel or, you know, they got an MBA or a PhD that they feel that that should be the CEO or the CFO or whatever the situation is. And it really has nothing to do with education. It really doesn't. It has to do with those five characteristics, you know. So, uh, and then naturally, if you're in a meeting, which you know we've been in before, and you can see, you, you can see within 30 minutes who's the leader, right? Right, and who people go to, and when that certain person speaks, everybody listens, you know. Right. And so, you know, that's that natural DNA that they had, and maybe the person that's in, actually in charge. Maybe maybe uh, they they let him be in charge or her be in charge because they don't want to they don't want to get too close to the you know to the flame because sometimes you get burned when you're that close to the flame. Yeah, you know the word says that Jesus grew in wisdom stature with man. Okay, so he was an influencer, an incredible influencer. Out of out of so there's two questions in there. Um, can someone? develop in these characteristics in order to become a better leader, a great leader, you know, what's, let's say they don't have influence, but they really feel that that's something that they want for their lives. Yeah, um, absolutely. But they have to be willing to do those things. They have to have some natural ability to say, hey, if it's to be, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on I'm gonna go to the front line on mm-hmm. this. Uh, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Right. They've got to have something. They've got to have you know I call it maybe enthusiasm, which means fire within. Charisma. Charisma. They got to have something. You know. Now they might not know 
you know, but they have something in there. And, and generally, by the time you're eight, nine, ten years old, you kind of know, you mm -hmm. know. Then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know, you're on the lunch deal and everybody's asking you, hey, who do we go beat up today? You know. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, with me, kinda, you know. okay, along those lines, what's weird is that I was always building forts when I was younger. You know, I'd be like, okay, we're going to start a club. We're going to build a fort. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the president. <laughs> of course. I elected myself the leader every time. And I found people that would kind of follow me. Right. And I would be the, the You were the lead. benevolent dictator. I was the benevolent Absolutely. dictator. Absolutely. And there's always one in every crowd. And the, and uh, and and so once you find that, if, if you have that and say, listen, I know that I can do these things, but I don't know how to implement the details or the minutia or the, you know, how, how do I, how do I get past these situations because not everybody's fathered in that right right or mothered in that right and so yeah you can teach that and that's that's where in the first thing when when i have a client call me up and they say listen i want i, I want to do this i want to accomplish this and i want you to coach me i say okay so are you willing to give up everything are you willing to do what it takes mm -hmm. oh yeah well, look, I'm going to give you assignments. They're not going to be easy. Are you willing to do that? And one of the things I love about you, Tracy, is that you were like, I know that this issue is about me. Mm -hmm. That's rare, mm -hmm. okay? And especially a person in your in your position. I mean, you're head of this church. You've got a following. You, you're an influencer. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> that's what I love about working with, with that level of leaders because... The C, if somebody's at a C level or somebody's you know got an entrepreneur, they've got something going on. Uh, but yes, they even even if they're just beginning, let's say they're you know 22 years old and just beginning, they know they have a little something, but they don't know how to master that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they can be taught a lot. You know, one of uh, my life motto is I haven't come this far to come this far. Mm -hmm. And I think that as a leader, even though you may have achieved a certain level of success, there's more. And That's I right. and and That's I believe right. that when we when I or we stand before the Father, mm -hmm. I want to I want to make sure I've actually given away and distributed everything that He had for me to give away. That's awesome, you know, so yeah. that you can maximize. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, but you can yeah. maximize your potential as a believer and as a disciple and and really as a leader, so that other people can, as you said, you know, a rising tide. Races all well, look at take Gideon for example, right? I mean, Gideon was a reluctant leader, right? Yeah. In fact, he he's like from Missouri. He had to show me twice, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gabriel, listen, bro, you closed me once, but now I'm having doubts, right? Right. I'm, right. I'm having buyer's remorse on this deal, right. so uh, I can just see Gabriel. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what do I got to do now? So you know, but he he was an once he bought in right. once he because he had the characteristics. God knew yeah. he had the characteristics, right? Even though he came from the smallest tribe, the brokest tribe in that region, it's like why, you know why me? You know, kind of like Saul. You know, God knew he had some characteristics, even though he wasn't a great leader. He was still a leader. Right. You know, maybe because he was tall and handsome, that helped. Right. <laughs> but he, but he had he had insecurities. Saul needed a coach, and Samuel really wasn't the one to coach him. Right. You know, Samuel was you know the the prophet that God would work through to get him into that position. Mm -hmm. But Saul needed a life coach. Okay, uh, and because. 
If Saul had the, if Saul knew his identity in God and how that would show up, he would have done exactly what God told him to do right. instead of disobeying him. But, you know, we have a merciful God. He let him reign for 40 years. Now, who is your, if, if you had to look in uh, all of the leaders in the Bible, what's the one that you would say, that's, that's the leader that I would Gosh, there's so many, you yeah. know, I, I love the, I love the story of the, you know, of, of Gideon, of course, David, I'd have to probably say Gideon because Gideon was really, you know, cause I've been that reluctant leader. Yeah. You know, I've been that one, like, really, you know, I, you know, I don't want to do that. Right. Well, you know, I, you know, I come from this, you know, you know, I come from a place that it's, I, my family has no bearing on what I should, I shouldn't be where I'm at. What, right. you know, I don't have that pedigree. I didn't go to Brown. I, I did, you know, I came from Michigan, you know, <laughs> the four part, you know. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, and so I was that person. And then finally, and, and God, I think he did. He had to show me more than twice, yeah. you know, and because I didn't come to him till late. You know, I ran from him. So I would have to say Gideon because then, then when Gideon bought in, he really bought in. I mean, yeah. he narrowed his army from 32,000 to 300 and, you know, took a jar. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm going to get you guys yeah, in the jar. This makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. Right. I got my mason jar. Stand back. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. You know? And so, but he believed it. And because, you know, he was I a mean, good follower. He was. And so with that, and then everybody else followed with him, yeah. you know. And so I kind of, I think the story of Gideon, it's really amazing. Of course, there's, you know, David's, you know, tremendous. And what I like about David is that he's a real guy that did real bad things. Right. And God still loved him. Right. He was a, he was a broken leader. Totally. And, but he was faithful, you know, and, and, uh, you know, even when his son died, even when God took his baby, you know, for, for, he laid on his face for three or four days and just, you know, repented, you know, listen, I've repented, but I've never done that. (laughs) You know, of course, you know, but so, I, I love the humility in David, you right. know, and, and. But he never ran from God. No. He turned away from God. He, he turned to God. And every he had integrity. Time. He could have killed his father-in-law yeah. easily in the cave. He had integrity. He didn't do that, you yeah. know. Uh, he said, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not the way to do this, you know, because mm-hmm. God put him in, because he honored God with integrity, because he said, hey, God put him in as the king. Right. And I'm not going to take, that's not my job to take him out. Yeah. And I, and I love he, that integrity. And he led kind of the island of misfits, you know, oh, he yeah. led these four. Yeah. Men. I mean, they ended up in a cave. How many of us, you know, going to isolation in a cave? Well, God loved him so much. He sent 400 other miserable guys <laughs> with him. <laughs> Misery yeah. loves company, right, Woo! David? Yeah. Here's a few. Here's a few. <laughs> and, and they want to slay giants as well. Right. But, but right. you know, you'll attract what you are. That's right. And they're saying, I want to be like you. That's I want right. to do like you. And so that's and, a great thing. And, about and I, that's right. And I, his time, he was still reluctant. He didn't want to be it. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to lead the, the, those 400 men, yeah. but he had that it factor, yeah. right? Which that's what leaders have. They have that it factor. Man, that's so awesome. This has been really good. It's been great. I yeah, love this. Gideon and David. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I love that because both were broken men, yes. you know, but yet yeah, both were great and effective leaders and God used them in a mighty way. Well, um, why don't you tell everybody if you if you are interested in um, checking out Michael, you can do that at themichaelmcintyre.com. Nailed it. Yeah, where you can also find Anne Ali 
next level experience, which I highly recommend. I've done it and a lot of our team here has done it and it's truly life changing. And that's about all that needs to be said about it. You got to do it. It's a three day, it's a three day deal (laughs) and it's, and it's worth it. You know, at first I thought, I don't want to do this. Ice. You know, I don't want to do three days. I don't want to give, you know, I don't have time for it's this. It's true. It's it true. It is true. And, and you what humbled did you say to me? To that. What did you say to me? I you said, said I don't, you don't have to do it. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. Right. And I said, look, and here's the thing. If you're a snowflake, don't show up. Okay. And so she had to really think about whether she's a yeah. snowflake or yeah. not. Because he had already been coaching me. And I, I thought, what more do I need? Because, you know, you've been coaching me for about, you know, three months at the time. And, um, which was, has, has been an incredible experience. Thank you. you know, it's a combination of getting fathered, uh, getting punched in the face and, um, and also such incredible acceleration that you really have to kind of hold on. Cause you're like, I'm going, I'm going at Mach 2 here. This is, this is really exciting. Yeah. And, and, the, and thank you for that compliment and, and that endorsement. But what, again, I'll revert back. You're coachable. Okay. And that's what separates the wheat from the chaff. That's where you, you accelerate in that. And that, you know, we go in, uh, when we do our coaching, it's 90 days, 60, 90 days, but we do a surgical strike because right. we don't want you to be addicted to me. We, we want you to follow Jesus like you always do anyway. Right. But there's some people out there that don't have your spirituality level. And so with that, we want them to get on that path, but we want them to get on it fast. I like to move the needle. Right. Right. I don't want to sit there. Well, we're going to take a two year process. Really? Yeah. You know, no. I, mean, I, I mean, I just soon go to, you know, m- you know, Mount Kilimanjaro and yeah. jump off. I'm not <laughs> taking two years to do anything. <laughs> that's not. I'm I, in and I'm out. That's right. That's I got right. somewhere to that's be. Right. Come There's on, some on. island that's with right. your name on it. That's right. We got a clock that's ticking. So that's what we, we want to get that acceleration and that's what we do. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so next level experiences and just, you know, it's, it's, it's not a fix it program. It's for people who lives are working okay Mm -hmm. so if your head's stuck in a bottle or whatever you know go get that fixed and then come join us uh but we want to move your life forward and look we have a curriculum and uh as tracy knows the holy spirit comes in and immediately sometimes rips up the curriculum or adds to it right you know and what's really cool is you get to witness the holy spirit in real time uh in moving the room and so yeah it's three days but just go to the michaelmcintyre.com and guess what we don't charge any money up front for this thing which is just incredible for what you get over three days i mean it was at a beautiful hotel um so the accommodations were wonderful but during the three days you're he has a whole team that comes in and they move you through in three days and it hits on every cylinder and they get you all the way around. It's it was remarkable how how um, energetic it was filled with energy. Because you know I get bored easy, and I'm just like, no, what, no, what? Uh, come, I got <laughs> everywhere and anywhere else to be other than right here. But it's not like that. It really was. It, you kept it popping, and you kept it fun. Thank you. And so the whole thing was um, a very extraordinary um, experience for me. Yeah, and it's a paradigm shift. It really is. And and we've had. You know, God's blessed us in this process, and uh, we've been doing it now steady for six years. And so uh, we've had amazing people come in and do some amazing things and, and shift. You know, you know, some people want to just, you know, find a godly man or a godly woman, or mm-hmm. some people want to start a business, or some people want to switch careers or write a book. Or we've had people come up and start whole new ministries, and it's just 
it's really it's a lot of fun. But uh, and sometimes married couples do it together. Sometimes they do it separate. Singles come in. We've had as young as seventeen, but only the reason we let the seventeen year old because their parents had already did the program. Uh, and but, they're pretty mature. Yes, they are. I, I, the, well, there was, he was one in your, yeah. in yours. And then uh, we've had people as, as old as seventy two. So. It's all in between, and we have them all over the country, and we have some people from other countries come in. So check it out if you want to. Yeah, uh, it really good. is remarkable, and and the 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 level of excellence in you and Stacy, your kids are involved, and your team is really remarkable, and the way that they pour themselves out, and you think to yourself the whole time, um, wow, God really loves me, and and look at how much value this has, and so I do. Wow. I want to encourage you to check it out. You, you will not regret it. Um, you need to go through it. I, I think this is a program that everybody would benefit from. So, Michael, Thank thanks you. for coming on. It's been an honor. On Thank show you. number two. Show number two. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. Thank so we'll you. have you back. Well, you just thank you. We love Storehouse. We love what you're doing here. And thank we you. love helping you uh, bring million souls into Jesus. Come on. It's, it's going to happen. Video. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.